I want to welcome everyone to SaltCast. My name is Bob Turner, and I am the director of the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training, otherwise known as SALT. And I want to welcome a new friend and uh, uh, elder in the Church of Christ in Warica, Oklahoma, Noel Currington. Noel, thank you so much for joining us, and, and thank you for being a part of this series. Well, thank you for inviting me. This is uh, I've been excited about doing it. Obviously, we know that our country, our world, has just had such an incredible battle with the coronavirus over the last year, and this pandemic has, has created a lot of difficulties for congregations and certainly challenges for leaders, which is why I'm, I'm excited about having this opportunity to visit with different elders across the country. And so as we kind of dig into that as maybe a foundation, if you would, Share some information with everyone about the congregation there. Tell us a little bit of, about the congregation and uh, and maybe share with us how the congregation has been impacted uh, by this pandemic. Okay. Uh, we are a small congregation, uh, about 85 members. Uh, we are a congregation of a very good age Range. We have some younger families. We have little babies uh, up to people my age, even and a few a little bit older than me. Uh, I've been associated with this congregation basically since 1950, when I was about seven years old. I graduated from high school and left for about 14 years and then moved my family back here in 1975. So I've been pretty well a constant fixture. Uh, around here. Uh, so we have a good mix of ages in our congregation. Uh, we have that uh, little baby noise on Sunday morning, and, and I preached here for 21 years, and I always said I like to hear those little babies because it means we've got some uh, maybe future members coming on. Uh, we don't know, but anyway, that's, that's the way life is. Um, one of the things I want to mention about the congregation is the generosity of this congregation. Uh, several, been quite a few years ago now, the elders told the congregation, we're not going to be coming to you all the time for money, more money, more money for this. So we're going to set a budget. And uh, if you will help us with that budget, uh, we're just not going to be hitting you up for money all the time. Now, there are, have been special occasions. But it's pretty well uh, that way. And uh, we send about 30% of our contribution to foreign missions, uh, some children's homes, some things here in the United States. One of the things about uh, the pandemic that long about October, uh, we, we had a, a kind of another event happened, but we kind of began to wonder, well, what's our contribution going to do? You know, there were times uh, where we maybe got half of our weekly budget, which is $4,175 a week. But as the year has ended, we have come up about $100 a week below our budget, which is not bad at all. In fact, it's really good. And, and that has not hurt us because we have not had some meeting times where we've not had electrical use, heating, cooling, all those other things. So we feel very good. And during this, 
we have not mentioned contribution to the congregation at all. Hmm. And they have come through for us. And so I think the congregation is to be commended for that. Uh, So uh, another thing about our congregation is we have a lot of families in the congregation. In fact, I can name about seven families that comprise probably 55 to 60% of the congregation. In other words, I can think of about two families that have 12 members each if they're all here. So that has played into this situation of families taking care of family. So that's mm. uh, that's uh, helped a lot. The Economically, uh, I don't think that the virus has really impacted any of our members, at least long-term. We had a couple of guys that worked for Halliburton that lost their jobs, whether that was pandemic-related or oil business-related or some of both. I don't know. They both have additional jobs. So as far as I'm aware, we haven't had any economic hardships. And we've got about, at least I can think of about six different either families or individuals who have their own business. Uh, Some of these uh, have been impacted somewhat economically, but uh, nothing serious like we hear in some places where people are going to lose their homes, they're going to have to move, they're going to have to do this. So we've we've come through that uh, uh, pretty well, uh, thankfully. Uh, another yeah. thing is, although we've had a lot of members that have had the virus, we haven't had anybody that had to be hospitalized or go to intensive care. So that's been a great blessing for us. Uh, also, uh, I guess that's that pretty well covered. We uh, I'll say this: we have five elders, so so we 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 have an abundance of elders for eighty-five members. But uh, and that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It that is. is a good thing. So tell me a little bit about uh, kind of the transition. I know that we've been almost a year uh, in this pandemic. And when it initially started, a lot of congregations had to close their doors. And, and a lot of times, uh, although temporary, that many of them went to using Facebook Live and online type uh, lessons to, to help others. And tell me how the congregation has, has done that. How have they adapted uh, to that situation? And have they used online technological means to uh, make the services uh, available in that way, or at least the Bible classes available that way? And how has that been received by the congregation? In March of last year, the state of Oklahoma mandated you could have no more than 10 people in the same place. So what we did, and we we really don't have any cameras or anything, but we used an iPad just like you and I are doing. And Tommy, as you, you know, Tommy, so you know what I'm talking about. Right. Uh, brought a lesson. We uh, went to using individual communion service, you know, the little cup and wafer situation. So we had Tommy, and we would have uh, 
typically three men who would lead an opening prayer, one lead a closing prayer, and one would lead a prayer for communion. And then we had some ladies. Uh, and so we did basically a full service uh, for a period of time, although we only had 10 people there. But we, we broadcast this out on our Facebook page. And uh, then the next week, we, would, we didn't use the same people. We had other people. Uh, Tommy was the constant in all of that as the minister. Uh, I think the congregation received that pretty well, understanding that it's not ideal. Uh, after that, there was a period of time where we did not meet at all. Uh, through most of this, Tommy has had a Wednesday night, kind of a 15 to 20 minute lesson on Wednesday evenings. We went through a period of time where the, the state said, well, you can now meet again, but you need to practice distancing. So what we did is we blocked off every other pew. And of course, we sometimes blocked off somebody's special pew but we didn't have any, we didn't have any trouble. People understood that you know this is different, and we just going to have to make the best of it. Uh, we went back for a period of time of having all of our services, and then we had a uptick, pretty serious, in, in our county and community of the cases, where we decided, well, maybe the best thing is we not be together for a while. Uh, and and so we we have done that. Now here of late, we have been meeting on Sunday mornings, uh, and that's it. No classes. We met at an elders meeting last night. And we decided that uh, this coming Sunday is still going to be Sunday morning only. Then the next Sunday we're going to go back to basically a Sunday morning Sunday morning classes and six o'clock Wednesday night. And I I asked for that to give our teachers time to, they've known this was coming, but you know how that we all are. We, we need a little time to get prepared for classes. Uh, we have teachers that are ready to go, so we don't have a problem there. And uh, the congregation has, uh, for the most part, has accepted this, realizing we don't know any more than anybody else what, what decisions almost to make from week to week. But uh, they have been very kind to us and accepting, uh, to the best of our knowledge, uh, of the decisions that we've made. Uh, we have, uh, for instance, I have a daughter and a bunch of grandkids that live in Searcy, Arkansas. We have not been to Searcy in a long time, hmm. and they have not been here. And, and in fact, as we speak, my daughter and her youngest child have COVID right now in Searcy. So uh, we have, uh, like a lot of families, we did not have our usual Thanksgiving or Christmas gathering, uh, being the age my wife and I are and uh, other health concerns that you and I have talked about. Uh, we felt it better to be as safe as we can be in this. And one of the things that I, I think, and you always look back and second guess, maybe we did tell the congregation, if you're a person who has asthma or respiratory problems or other situations, 
that really puts you at risk. We're not going to be critical of you if you stay home. And we have provided, uh, I think we've bought, if I remember correctly, 1,750 individual communion services. Uh, we've probably used close to 1,600 of them uh, during this time, maybe not quite that many. Uh, so we've made that available. We have gone uh, in our services from passing the trays to everybody using a communion, individual communion, uh, with the contribution plates at the front and the back, and people can put their contribution in that if they so desire. Uh, so, you know, we're probably like a lot of other congregations. We just kind of been feeling our way through this and trying to do the best that we can in this. Sure. Well, and you've mentioned uh, a couple of different areas that I think kind of relate to this this final question that I'd like to explore. Um, because there has been this, I mean, it's been so fluid, up and down, and you have times where you can meet, and then there's you have an uptick of, of the virus cases, and, and so you have to shut back down. How, how are the elders communicating? What ways are they using to communicate to the congregation uh, about the, the updated information as far as what can be done, what can't be done, uh, and how that affects them? So what ways are being used by the elders to communicate that information? Well, there are several ways. Uh, of course, we use our church bulletin, but not everybody's going to get that if they're not here. We do make some phone calls. We have some people who are business people. For instance, one of our elders, who you have met, is a pharmacist. But as you can imagine, he sees tons of people every day now. The best thing that, that we have found, and we're using this before this hit, is Remind. I don't know if you're familiar with Remind. It is a typically a couple of years ago or so, to get a message out, we would send group messages, but you could only do 10 at a time. Right. With Remind, I have 67 contacts. And so I just type up one message and it sends it to all 67 of those people. And that has really, really been a, a tremendous help because if we, just like this morning, I sent out uh, a new, what are we going to do the rest of the month with our services? And everybody will get that. Uh, we we try to keep abreast of, of who's sick, who's you know, what's going on with people, uh, contact them. Uh, can we do anything? Obviously, we can't go visit in homes anymore. Uh, that's kind of come to a halt. But we try through, I guess you'd say, networking of individuals and families. Uh, but the Remind has been our best tool. And people will send me a text saying, can you put so-and-so out for prayers because mm -hmm. my uncle is sick or this or that. And so we do a lot of prayer requests on Remind. We do a lot of informational things on Remind. And it is probably there are some better ones, but I've got me and the congregation set up on Remind, and I don't want to change and try well, to get something going. Well, and, and I think that is exactly the kind of information that others need to know is the type of tools like Remind that are available that will, will help them 
uh, with their congregation. We're going to explore that some more in our next session because one of the areas that I want us to talk about is that connecting with members and how to keep them connected. So uh, hold that thought. We'll explore that a little more in depth in our next session. But I, Noel, I appreciate so much you taking time to visit with us and, and to share some information about how the congregation there and the leaders especially have dealt with this pandemic. We're going to explore some more areas in our next session. So I want to invite everyone to join us for that. And I want to thank everyone for taking time to join us today. And Noel, thank you. I look forward to talking to you in our next session and invite everyone to join us at that time. God bless.